ladies and gentlemen, booze and movies. Yay. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> oh, so that's probably the uh, the normal weird fucking intro that we always do. Huh? Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> podcasting again. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little bit. Life got crazy for a while and then normal and then crazy again. We're, so. we're aiming to do three of these a year. We're going we're gonna to get more frequent. <laughs> Speaking of things that are frequent, uh, we watched Batman. The original Batman, so 1989 Batman, Michael Keaton. Well, yeah, not the original Batman, because well, before that was Adam West, and before that there was even like these Buck Rogers type old reels, right? The serialized. There was. There was the yeah. serial Batmans where it was actually surprising, the stunts they would do for what they had. It was yeah. really crazy. But it's, well, it's original Batman in terms of it, It you know, after decades of, you know, comics code Adam West Batman being all happy-go-lucky and fun and games and, you know, everything. the whole thing was like everything's labeled in the Batcave. Like, okay, you know. <laughs> um, I guess so Robin doesn't accidentally confuse something dangerous for something. <laughs> he, uh, wasn't a, he wasn't a tech kid. He just, yeah. he just wasn't. He had trouble with it. For the so. drinking fountain? I, <laughs> you know, that's Exit. my toxic waste fountain. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't labeled. <laughs> but, like, Tim Burton, because... Where we uh, where we last left off, we were talking about how shitty Superman four was, yeah, and how it killed basically mainstream Superman franchise, yeah, and then like a year later, Tim Burton comes in with Batman, and it brings it brings Batman back to its original you know roots, where Bob Kane created it to be the abs- the the opposite of Superman, where. Superman was altruistic and and selfless and like, yeah. don't worry, I'll save you, ha ha, you know. And Batman is like, I'm going to punish criminals. Yeah, and it's weird that, you know, I I also I don't like Zack Snyder's take on Batman with the new Justice League stuff and and that, and but it's weird to see people are like very taken aback by Batman just murdering henchmen, but that's where he started. Like he he murdered henchmen in the original original comics like pretty frequently. Yeah, and just did and gave zero fucks. He was a legit psychopath, you know. Well, and people don't realize that even in so, so yeah. So we we watched the Michael Keaton nineteen eighty nine Batman, uh, Kim Basinger, Basinger, uh, Basinger, Basinger. I don't know, ba- Basinger. Uh, and then my and then my favorite, you know, Jack Nicholson. He's he's one of my favorites. But we watched that one, and and watching it again, I, I watched that movie probably probably once a year. Mm-hmm. I, I love that film, and it just it just dawned on me again that he. Outright murders people. He even blows up a factory full of hench- of uh, Joker goons. Yeah, as if you're in a purple jacket, you're you know you're you dead. Get no mercy. Yeah, God forbid that's just you know the jacket you put on that day, and Batman's out swinging. Right. Like, oh, I didn't see you didn't have a Joker logo on this purple satin jacket that you just happened to be wearing. Yeah, but but like you said, like Batman is Batman's pretty dark, or at least originally before they added this moral code, like Batman never kills. You know. Yeah, although, although there are some really good things with that, there's just a sidestep for a second. There's uh, there's one. It was an animated one, but it was from a graphic novel series that someone did in DC, and uh, it was it was called Under the Red Hood. And I'm, I'm not going to go into it, but basically, there's a part where like someone's like, "Why? Like, I'm not asking you to kill Dent. I'm not asking you to kill the Penguin. I'm asking you to kill Joker. Just kill him." And he, he's like, "What is it too hard for you?" And Batman responds, "No, it'd be too damn easy hmm. because basically, Batman's saying if he." goes through killing one bad guy he's just gonna start killing the rest 
and we don't we don't have that Batman in this one. He drops a bomb in a factory, blows up the whole factory, yeah. uh, drops Mr. Big Goon down. I had to be what 15, 20 stories inside that that oh, Gothic that old, church. Yeah, that old abandoned cathedral in the middle of town. Yeah, and then even in the beginning, like I, I don't know when uh, when he's. Uh, Holding that guy over the edge, you know, he really had no concern of it if he actually. Well, he wants it, but yeah, but it's a <laughs> classic trope. Like, I want you to tell your friends all about me. I'm gonna let you live so you can tell your friends. Watch out for the Batman. Yeah, and and to go on with that dark theme because you talked about that's that's what Batman was supposed to be. This movie is probably one of the closer representations of the original Batman idea. But one of the things I love about it is Jack Nicholson's Joker. He is my favorite Joker. I, I know a lot of them um, talk about the newest Joker. Um, I always forget the actor's name. I'm so bad at this. What newest Joker? There's been like three in the Dark past Knight ten Joker. years. Oh, Heath Ledger. Keith Ledger. Thank yeah. you. I don't know why I always forget Keith Ledger's name. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, like a, like the candy bar. Oh, Heath I think this is we were talking about Michael Keaton. So I had that hard oh, K in okay. my brain. But um, I he, Nicholson is my favorite Joker because he was one of the first. Because, you know, by by that time, Joker was in the comics, and he was, like, this happy-go-lucky, like, goofy criminal. Like, that mm-hmm. was his thing. He was, he was like, a jester. He was he was big and flamboyant and, and clowny. But this Joker was the Joker I love, which is a lot like the Heath Ledger, Leather Joker, that he's just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him awesome. He really doesn't do anything for any specific purpose besides doing yeah. it. Yeah. He has a general thing he's trying to do, but, like, like when he's mad about the balloons... And he's mm-hmm. like Bob Gun, and you know his his favorite henchman Bob hands him a gun, and he does he just lifts it up and shoots Bob in the chest. Bob had nothing to do with the fucking balloons getting taken away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's that thing where, I, you know, the character you get to see him before the Joker a little bit more than any other Joker it's the character. Only I think one. really the only one that has yeah. a back a true backstory and a besides Killing Joke. Yeah. If you've never seen Killing Joke, I do suggest that it's an animated one, but it's really brilliantly done, and yeah. you get the whole backstory of the yeah. Joker. But he's, you know, Jack Napier, the Joker, before he's the Joker, is like, you know, he's like the number two mob guy to Jack. Jack Balance. Jack Balance. Carl Grisham. And uh, he, you know, he's got the sidekick, you know, thing where he's like, I could be totally number one. I'm already banging the boss's mistress. It's only a matter of time before I take over this whole thing. Yeah, and he, Grissom what does he sends say? He's him a worn out old man. Yeah, and so Grissom catches wise to this and sends him on a mission where he knows he'll get killed or set up by the cops or captured. Well, well he set him to up, take actually. him out. Yeah, yeah. Grissom did. Yeah, Grissom. Jack did. Palance did. Yeah. So yeah, Gr- Grissom told the cops what was going on as well as set up the factory because it turns yeah. out he owns the factory. Yeah. Because that's why Joker owns it later on in the movie. And that's what they're. It's this is like stuff that kids in the theater like I was wouldn't understand is that they're trying to erase Jack wants to go find all the evidence of the mob ties to Axis chemicals and, and destroy them so that they can't be tied you know it's like a front right yeah they can't be yeah it was a know, mutter- called out as a front it was a money la- money laundering front they wanted to hide it so he's like well we'll make it go look like industrial yeah. espionage and the government will actually you know, pay so out for it in insurance. And that's part of a kind of like real, you know, making it grounded in some sort of real reality and not just Batman's up, going to foil some hijinks, you know, yeah. like Adam West Batman would do, you know. Do the Batusi. But, but even but even the Joker, it yeah, he just goes crazy. There's no, there's no plot or evil scheme. He just want, he wants to kill people with the Smilex. But once Batman, like he foils it with his 
you know, giving the information about the chemicals to the, the media. And that just enrages Joker. So, okay, fine, I'm just going to blow up the fact, the chemical factory. And after that, it's kind of like, okay, what's left to do but just kill Joker? You yep. know, we just got to kill Joker. We just got to kill Joker. And uh, so but, it kind of, it kind of, you know, it's weird there, but. But I kind of like that, though. I kind of like the sim- simplistic because at this point we're, I, I won't say reintroducing Batman, but kind of re, like, reinventing him while also bringing him back what he was it's supposed a, to be before Batman. Like, yeah, it's a reboot. Adam West. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we, we wanted that, like, it was that straightforward, like, at this point, you know, Harvey Dent isn't Two-Face. We don't have, you know, uh, uh, Cobblepot turning into the Penguin. Ugh. You don't have all that. You have Batman. And who's Batman's biggest villain? Yeah. The Joker. And it's weird how it's a double origin story. It yeah, is. It's a Batman origin story in terms of his introduction to, you know, Gotham as the Batman and also Joker's actual creation origin story. Yeah. It was cyclical with them. Yeah. They started each other. And one of them has to finish the other. And also, you know, just kind of time and place back in the late 80s, it was really a big deal that Jack Nicholson was in this movie because... He was huge. Before that, he was in, like, very high cult, you know, The Witches of Eastwick and... Shining. The Shining and Chinatown and The Five Easy Pieces. You know, he's a very, you know, like, oh, he's going to be a... And this was before our current glut of comic book movies where you see... There's a ton of famous people that just show up in these Marvel movies. Like Kate Blanchett is a vil- is a supervillain, and yeah, uh, well, that's because and that's because now because you know, you know the, the these superhero movies have become so popular, the studio's like, yeah, actors, you want some money? Yeah, come be on a movie. Well, like, I think it's more money. like it's more like, hey, Hollywood, do you want some pedigree to these movies? <laughs> pay me, you know, pay me money. Glenn Close and Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know. <laughs> Benicio del Toro is the collector. <laughs> I I love Benicio del Toro. No, that's fine. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, not saying yeah. it's bad. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. like Benicio, he's also in Sicario at the same time. You know, like that's very. Right. Those came out yeah. really relatively the same. <laughs> um, um, but but yeah. It, but back to like 1989, it was like okay, you've got Academy Award winning actor Jack Nicholson playing a villain, which he's been bad guys before, kind of. But you know, yeah. he really wasn't overtly like you know the Joker was a stretch. People thought. And then Michael Keaton, who was like, I mean, he was in Beetlejuice and he was in like real lowbrow comedy shit like Gung Ho and Mr. Mom. And, you know, this was his, you know, first like serious kind of role, I think, too. Yeah, he kind of like was Mr. Regular Guy until until Batman, yeah, I well, think. Well, and, and Beetlejuice is kind of a step away from that, but he didn't like when you see Beetlejuice, you see Beetlejuice, not Michael Keaton. But when yeah. you see Batman, you see. I Michael see Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. And I mean, we can talk another day about Beetlejuice because I, I can go up and down uh, the, the the ladder of things I love mm-hmm. with that movie. But but this this Batman, probably along those lines of being dark, probably had the best thing that could have happened to it is Tim Burton was in charge. Yes. And that that Gotham City, like y- you were saying while we were watching it, because we kind of watched it again to kind of like uh, uh, reinvigorate our memories of it. But um you you even said it and and it really is true like it looks like a city that they said it, you know in, even in the movie they're having a a 200 year anniversary of the city mm-hmm. and it, the city is it's built over itself which is built over itself there's yeah. there's bridges and and skyways literally scaffolded around old buildings there's these big rusted iron struts holding up these causeways and things and these little like corner buildings just shoved in other things all these all this duct work and all all, you know everything is just jumbled together in this it's like this mix of 
old gothic versus new, you know, the, I just love how it, it, it works for the plot because the Joker uses it to blow his gas everywhere as these vents are in the, like in the museum yeah, scene. Yeah, they're just everywhere. It's just these giant vents. Like, <laughs> was this built inside of an old power plant or what? Was it repurposed from, you know? Yeah, like like the museum used to be a steel mill or yeah. something. That was the ventilation system for and the there, workers. There was a, And there's a couple of long shots of the skyline where you see there's this building that looks like this twisted wreck and then there's these vents outside of it that come out from the bottom and go up to the top yeah and it's just, just and it's just oozing smoke and in it's the like atmosphere. oh i guess that's that's the ventilation system it looks almost <laughs> it's kind of like idiocracy where they got all these buildings tied together with rope yeah you know? it's just they're all just kind of cobbled together and, <laughs> and you're treated like you're just in gotham this first scene where this you know hapless family from the midwest is just running around looking for a cab well while there's vice everywhere there's just prostitutes Hang it. There's open trash can fires on Main Street. that make advances to underage in front of his parents. Yeah, and like, and and which is, I mean, bold yeah. of her trying to open up a new market. But yeah, and I get it's kind of like you know the way New York was in the '70s and '80s, where it's like we want to we want to visit the historical touristy parts of the city, <laughs> but in order to get that, we have to go through Times Square, which yeah. is a shithole or was you know 30 years ago, and uh, so the, yeah. That, it does it perfectly, but it's also got that retro look where there's men in trench coat and hats. Yeah, you and know? that's another thing. Gotham I, is so forties, like where Bat, you know Batman originated early forties. It's got that not art de- that noir art de- art deco. noir. No, that's earlier. The, well, the, the city is very art yeah. deco, very very broad structured lines, and then yeah, like the the style of it is very forties. Like yeah, you dress you dress up You've to got, go out and to do anything. Yeah, Robert Wool, uh, who is Elliot Knox, the made up reporter. I don't even know if Elliot Knox has a character in the comic books at all. No, he was he's he was made up. The, so was so was uh, Vicky Vale. Well, they were uh, both kind of made up for. The I think Vicky movie. Vale was in the comics, but. Well, um, I, mean I don't remember like interaction. But Knox is kind of like he's the guy you relate to. He's trying to find out about the Batman. He's you know, and he's the guy. No one. He's the journalist. No one takes seriously. Yeah. Like you know, hey, this good is Hollywood Pulitzer Prize winning stuff. Yeah, there. good Hollywood trope there. And then, but he is in like a double-breasted suit with a hat. You know, the whole little, little red bow tie. Yeah. yeah, like very very retro. And but you know, you still see like. You know, Chrysler cars, like sedans, like modern cars. Yeah, and, and Batman's stuff. got a super computer, computer in the Batcave and, you know. The very high-tech, giant, air-cooled Panasonic VHS <laughs> spy cams behind the mirror. <laughs> behind the biggest mirror. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what's cool about this Batman is, is you mentioned this as, as it started, but they used the score from this Batman movie for Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah, there would be no animated series without this it, movie just really exactly. set the tone for that whole show. It did, and and that is also one of my favorite things of all time is Batman yeah. the Animated Series. But this, this movie's score, its look... Just the feel of everything mm-hmm. because it was that neat. Like we had the Art Deco buildings with the the 40s style, like you know, uh, wear on everybody, as well as you know, you have this high tech stuff that everyone has too. You know, like Joker has this big antenna remote he can control mm-hmm. his balloons with, and you know, gas masks. And Batman's got Batman's got the coolest damn toys in this. <laughs> the most wonderful toys. The most wonderful toys. He he really really does. He's um, like I was mentioning to you, like there was actually one of the video games or one of the people who were helping kind of write the game script loved that little double grappling hook shooter Batman had in this movie and oh, wanted yeah. to use it. So it's actually a main component of the video game. You use it a lot. Hmm. And he it, it was just, I don't know, it was like all the pieces that could have made the movie awful 
are in the right amounts to make the movie great. And I think okay. a lot of that comes from Tim Burton because he, especially with like Beetlejuice where he had like the very serious weird shapes, you know, on the guy's model and on the underworld. And then like everything outside of that is just this regular town. Yeah. And I always liked about, you know, the end of Beetlejuice where they kind of have the, the wedding and there's this weird little minister demon guy. Yeah. And when he shows up, the fireplace turns into this mangled mouth of hell type thing. It's just yeah. all weird and... <laughs> You know, and I think that's Beetlejuice got him Batman. I think I'll just because it was like a year after one one after another. Yeah, it got him Michael Keaton too. And before yeah, and before <laughs> that, I don't know if Tim Burton had anything because then he went on to do Scissor Hands. Yeah, Frank and, and Weenie. Okay, it was it was a short, but yeah. it set up his dark tones. Yeah, that he liked to use. And uh, speaking of Weenie, yeah, speaking a of little uh, Wiener dog trying to get in here. Yeah, we we mentioned Frank and Weenie and a and a dachshund came up to the door and tried to get in. Yeah, those dachshunds. <laughs> But um, but that 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 was that's kind of my point is like like Tim Burton has this eye for like dark dark fun almost yeah and it fit with this Joker it fit with this Batman it fit with this Gotham City. well and that's you know again you always got to mention Frank Miller because Dark Knight Returns did come out before this and there's a lot especially in terms of the Joker trying to be he doesn't really try to be a media star but it kind of reminds me of him taking over the press conference kind and the news broadcast kind of reminds me of when. Uh, you know, they had Joker on Letterman, basically, in the in Dark Knight Returns. And then he's like, oh, I'm just going to kill everyone here. Ha, 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 ha. And then he does it. And everyone acts all like, oh, my God, he's actually, a mer- he's not reformed. He's not, you know. And it's like, <laughs> and but here it's like, well, it's a new joke. You know, it's everyone's, inter- it's a Joker introduction. So it's more people, like, don't know how to react. They're yeah. Just, oh, he's trying to kill us. Someone, please help us. Yeah. Well, and he even plays himself off as like a hero for the city. You know, he's like, I'm going to drop $2 million from the sky. And yeah. It's just a ploy to get everyone in the street so he can release the gas and kill him. And that, it's never explicitly stated, but it's also kind of a, you know, one of the Joker tropes throughout all the different incarnations is to make, to prove that these, hey, Batman, these people aren't worth saving. Look, they'll just run out, they'll murder each other for $20 million, you know. Yeah. Look at what they do. And yeah, uh, it's kind of touched on here, but not quite. It's more show than tell. Exactly, and when and that's I think why I love this Joker so much is he's he's that crazy Joker, and and I think Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholson is one of the biggest reasons why this crazy Joker works because I mean he proved it in The Shining and Jack Nicholson. If no one out there has seen this, just type in Jack Nicholson's sh- Jack Nicholson Shining behind the scenes. Mm. And you see some of his like oh, getting prepped when he's like he's murder, like, murder, 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 kill, 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 kill. Yeah, kill, and he has know, the axe, and he's literally the axe, yeah, he, yeah. He's swinging an axe into a table while the guy's just like setting up lights. Well, the best, the best scene is when he's following uh, Shelly up the the stairs, and he's like, you know, just give me the bat, give me the bat. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. And he just does yeah. it like with a big smile on his face, like you know. And it's just, yep, that's that's what he brought to the Joker was. Just and it's really just like. It's all very. There's no. There's there's some intelligence to it with the chemistry of creating the gas and and the the mix of the chemicals and the home products and all that. Yeah. But there's also he's just. It's almost like Nuclear Man where he just wants Lady. He like oh he wants Vicky Vale. You know he he wants. And he, and this weird kind of I'm an artist like. I'm uh, the first homicidal artist or whatever yeah, well, kind of he, thing, which they really don't get too deep into. No, and but that would have been cool like if he hadn't, spoilers, if he hadn't died at the be- at the <laughs> end of this movie. It actually would have been cool because there's actually, uh, in one of the Batman video games and in some of the comics, when you are getting the origin of Harley Quinn, you actually have that. Um, Harley Quinn, while well, she's a therapist, 
at, you know, she, uh, he, like, she's in charge of trying to, like, you know, be a therapist for the Joker, which is, like, impossible. Mm-hmm. But Joker actually gets her to follow him by her finally understanding him. And it's that same lines is she finally says, she's like, oh, I finally understand what, why, you know, why you do what you do. She's like, you're an artist and you're not appreciated and you just want to be appreciated for your art. Yeah. And that one was straight up spelled out because even Joker's like, you're right. You figured it out. And he's, and he's so happy. This is that same Joker, but he's not telling anyone that. He's just like, he just says, I'm an artist. And he does things that he thinks yeah. are a showpiece. He melts some supermodel's face. Yeah. And, and because he wanted which her Which makes to be, her go crazy for some reason. Probably, probably the pain, like yeah. him. Except he was in a vat of acid a little longer than she was. Right. <laughs> and, and in that, we get this great thing, too. I, I know you said it was the double origin story. Jack Napier shot Bruce's parents, and Bruce accidentally dropped Joker into a vat of acid. Yeah, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Ha! Circles within circles. <laughs> uh, but it's actually something cool that keeps Batman interesting, I think, is... Especially if you follow along with Batman the Animated Series, which it basically continues off of this movie. It's very much an adapta- an animated adaptation of this world that Tim Burton yeah. that Tim Burton created, then Joel Schumacher took a big shit on with Batman Forever. Yeah. But <laughs> can we at least agree that Batman Returns is good? I love Batman Returns. I I really Devito as the penguin as it's this just like over gross the, it's penguin. too over the top it should he, yeah. <laughs> I I have reasons why I like that penguin though but we can mm. talk that about that another day but uh, my point to being Batman the animated series took that idea of him creating the Joker and they did it again he was still responsible for Jack Napier falling in the acid getting messed up getting driven insane by the pain of it mm-hmm. um, but also getting Bat- shot in the face people don't. Uh, it kind of happens pretty quickly, but he takes a ricocheted bullet straight. Oh yeah, like cheek to cheek. Cheek to That's cheek. That's why he's got the smile. Yeah, but uh-huh. uh, uh, in Batman the Animated Series, Batman actually is responsible for every single one of his greatest villains, <laughs> because no, the Penguin want to be this upscale society guy. Predestination paradox. Bruce Wayne <laughs> pissed him off, and you know he went underworld, and he was pissed off at the rest of the upper class because yeah. like he sees himself as as educated and 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 elite. Also, well, I know that's. That's the thing with him in Batman Returns is Oswald Cobblepot would have been Bruce Wayne had he not been disfigured. Exactly. For some re- it's ne- but it's never it's just his rich parents had a had a had a crazy looking baby and and threw him in the sewer and that's just the only he was raised by penguins. And yeah. We're okay. That's okay. Yeah, but but in Batman the animated series it's, it's it's done a little better and then like like Two Face Batman really is you know Harvey Dent was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and gets disfigured, and and it fucks him up because he blames Batman. Even Batman even couldn't cl- stop the acid attack. Exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, in that one, it was uh, it wasn't acid. It was a burning. Uh, it was a substance that just got lit on fire and oh, fell like all over his magnesium face. Magnesium or something. Yeah, uh, it was some sort of liquid that yeah. blew up, but it just it was it burnt his face. And uh, even even Clayface, which I don't know how much you know about Clayface, but in Batman the animated series, Batman is even a little. Like as Bruce Wayne is a little responsible for for Clayface. Clayface is a guy that kind of gets Doctor Manhattan, right? In his own experiment. No, so Clayface was an actor who he was he was known he he was the Am man I of a million faces. Confusing him with Sandman from Spider Man Three. Yes. Okay. But I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but but Clayface was the man of a million faces, super super famous actor. But he started getting older, mm. and in his desperation, he started through these mob guys who stole the the stuff for it. 
he was buying this illegal and experimental makeup cream that would literally let you mold your face into whatever you wanted. Mm. And he fell behind on his debts, and to murder him, they made him drink it until he died. And then it permeated all his cells, and he became Clayface. He could form himself into whatever he wanted. Um, Although that Clayface is a little darker because he's slowly dying Hmm. because it doesn't stay in your body. Yeah, I kind of remember that where he's kind of like the changelings on Deep Space Nine where he can't keep himself together eventually. If he becomes emotional, yes. His emotional state is a big component to what allows him to stay together. Hmm. Sorry to get off on that tangent, though. But but my long point being, it's really cool when the superhero creates their own worst villain. And I think Batman does that the best. Mm. And this Batman is within that jigsaw puzzle of Batman creating his awesome villain. Well, and that's where the Joker comes from in Dark Knight. Dark, yeah, Dark Knight, where... Not Dark Knight Rises, but where it's like, oh, I'm going to rise to... The, there's a new... you know, Batman's presence has upset the balance between... The corruption and and the, you know, in the city, and so I'm going now is my turn to rise up and be the villain to equal that yeah that level of ju- blunt justice yeah which he even says that he says I won't kill you because you're too fun to mess with and you won't kill me because of some moral code yeah and so it's it's that whole thing which comes in a killing joke again but mm. um this Batman had that it had that fun of the Joker too he doesn't outright say it but Joker. And you said, because lady, (laughs) which is like nuclear man, because lady, that's why they're fighting. But we have that cool point of that. Like at some point, because Joker realizes that Batman's at saving his lady, Joker just starts fucking with Batman because lady. Well, okay. Because like in the museum scene, he invites, you know, he sets up Vicky Vale by luring her there. She thinks she's going to have dinner and another one night stand with Bruce Wayne. And uh, that make it a two night stand. And he's talking about like he's looking at her performance, like I want you to to f- shoot my art, basically. Which is I always pictured like he wants to murder people, then have her film the body or shoot the bodies or shoot kind of, the crime scenes. Kind of like a Sander Cohen quad tick kind yeah. of thing. You don't you don't know who that is? I don't think. No, Bioshock, but, beautiful video okay. game. But there's a a crazy artist that does the same thing. He get he asks you to go out and murder people in specific ways and take a picture of them. Okay. And um, he wanted Vicky Vale. For and that. I'm also kind of thinking of the of Jude Law's character in Road to Perdition, where he's the mob hitman who also takes photographs of his, uh, you know, victims. Yeah. And sells I them. Haven't seen that in so oh, long. That's a great movie. <laughs> um, but like, so like. Yeah, he wants because he sees uh, Bob gets a picture. He says Bob Bob out to jail Bruce Wayne or or Vicky Vale or mm-hmm. whoever gets a picture of her, and like oh I, she's my new muse or something, and you know cut you know, and then goes off on trying to get her on his team or trying to make her psycho like him so yeah. to join like a, I always thought I kind of thought like it was almost a proto Harley Quinn even though that character was years away from being created and, and developed as in part of the animated series. It was almost like he was trying to make her as crazy as him to join him. It didn't work with Alicia because she just turned yeah. into a fucking zombie. But uh, and I know he implies she commits suicide. I'm pretty sure he threw her off the building. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> I, and I think I think the crack in the mask was supposed to look like a bullet hole. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I think he shot her in the face. Yeah, because it's on. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it's on the same side as the acid scar. Right. So. Or she shot herself in the sure, face. Sure, she shot herself. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. It, it was the the kind of origin idea of Harley Quinn. Like he wants someone as crazy as him to share the crazy yeah. with him. Um, 
In fact, when, when Harley Quinn was created, actually, in Batman the Animated Series, she really just was a crazy henchman. Yeah. Who, she was, was, in in, a... who was in love with him. Yeah. And they've kept that, even, even nowadays with the new bastardized fucking shit Batman movies that they have, they've kept that idea, is that Harley Quinn is in love with the Joker. That's one of her driving forces. In Batman the Animated Series, she, she was in love with him, but she was just a ditzy weirdo who happened to like crime. Yeah. And was kind of an acrobat, you know, so she was skilled. She had mm-hmm. talents that worked in the crime world. Um, this one, yeah, he wanted he wanted someone to share the crazy, to share his art, as he yeah. was calling it. But she wasn't interested. But it keeps going that because he's fucking crazy, he's he just assumes that she's still with him. That's why he's like he's treating her like a pissed off boyfriend, you know. When Bruce Wayne is in her apartment, yeah, he's like every time I come to see you, there's yeah. someone who interrupts, and he's just all pissed off. And and that's kind of I don't know a great a great component of that movie is a lot of the driving forces. Like you said, there's not much. There's Batman, Batman is good guy. Joker it relies is the bad a lot guy. on canon. You it know, does. Just oh, you know what Batman is. You know who Joker is. Here it is in a very eighties setting. Yeah, you know, new setting, and that's you know nothing's very. There's not not a lot of groundbreaking stuff in this movie regarding the characters. No, you know? and you even set up that the uh, the plot is you know very straightforward. Is you know good guy has to defeat bad guy. We need something to fill the time. It's like, well, yeah. what do we fill the time with? Well, Batman and Joker fighting over a lady. Yeah, and he also has to prove to the people that he's a good guy too. You know, by defeating the bad guy because yes. they're also they're not quite sure. Oh, there's one throwaway line like the cops say you're as bad as the Joker or something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. a menace just like the Joker. Yeah. yeah. Everyone in Gotham City sounds like this, and I think it's because of the smog. It's just the smoke. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's everyone. You're, yeah, it sounds like Eckhart. Eckhart, uh, shoot to kill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about the future, Jack. <laughs> Who's just perfect fat slob cop on the take. Yeah. You know? And then we have Lando Caldentian in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gotham, I'm going to clean up the city and then have a cool Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, you, you can't be mad. He... he Played the Dent character well, although it was very minor in this yeah. movie. Dent was kind of around, but he he was there and he played the part really well. It was uh, we've got to show that there is some sort of authority in Gotham that is just helpless. You know, they don't get. In, I mean, they get. There's Eckhart, which represents the police corruption because he's literally taking money directly from Jack Napier to be a dirty cop. In white bread. In, in well, wax paper or whatever? Like, it's not it w- even... If you look, it was in bread. It was it supposed was... to be like a sandwich. Oh, okay. Because I, I think yeah, I think there's a subtle comment where he says there's extra lettuce on there for you or something oh, like that. Okay. I, I think he says that line, or maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. All I saw were $100 bills. Oh, it was sticking out of bread. That's oh. why I made the joke to Heather, I ordered wheat. Oh, I see. <laughs> now I get it. But then you get, like, the, this mayor, this old man mayor just wants to have his 200 you know... He just happens to be the mayor in office for 200 years of Gotham, and God damn it, he wants to have his parade. He has a hell of a stick up his ass about and, it. Uh, and there's this great line where they're like, Harvey Dent's like, well, we're already a quarter million dollars in debt, and we don't have any balloons, or it's like, it's almost like fire Festival, where it's like, <laughs> where's the money going? Yeah. That's how effing corrupt the city is, you know? Like, um, But the mayor's just like, we've we got to show the people that they live in a decent city and, and all that, and... No, you don't. You live in. This is not Metropolis. Friends. Yeah, this is Gotham. Well, and, and they they have that. They they push that. There's that economic problem. He's like, if you get if you fill this square with people, businesses will come back here. Yeah, 
and yeah, so so obviously Gotham has an issue. You know, the economy's <laughs> bad. Bruce Wayne apparently is still doing great. Well, yeah, because he's old money. He, yeah. You know, he's <laughs> Wayne Enterprise. And it is weird how there is no mention of like Wayne Enterprises in the, no, or Bruce he's just, Wayne's he's just daytime life. He's he's absent. Like it shows a, a place for him on the dais when, he's, when Harvey Dent is getting introduced as DA. Yeah. You know, and he's not there. Like, oh, yeah, that's Bruce Wayne. He's absent from most public life because he's a swinging dude. But then he's having a fundraiser for, you know, the the city celebration apparently like because yeah, there's a, one was, lady she's collecting donations like save the city or whatever save the it, foundation or yeah the fundraiser. it was save a, the celebration it was like a pep rally basically yeah. for the for the centennial celebration and all the decadent public officials like commissioner gordon are out having fun time tr- pretending to be rich you playing know. rapid craps playing crap yeah he's just throwing uh, we don't even know what what he's scoring he's just i'm throwing dice yeah like as soon as they get the dice back to him he's already chucking them he's not like clack, moving his bets or clack. nothing yeah <laughs> clackety clack and, and, then, and gravy. And then Dent is behind him with his two lady friends, and yeah, Dent is like the guy from Exterminator Two, where he's like, "Hey, I want you to introduce my new friends, Stunlight and yeah. Sunbright. <laughs> All right, yeah." Well, it's funny too because he's just like he just brings them in behind Gordon, sits for a second, and then leaves, and then like yeah. these two ladies are there, and you just have to think it's like, why does he have two ladies with him? Yeah, if he if he's if he's the uh, you know the 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 DA, shouldn't he be, you know. Like, shouldn't he be like really kind of proper? And maybe and, he's married, has a wife. I don't know. Or maybe Gotham. Maybe Gotham is totally all about polyamory, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. Gotham sucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rules of behavior or decorum in Gotham. Maybe that's why the crime is so bad. That's why they're. I mean, and they really went overboard on the. I'm sure it was like an outdoor lot set, like a back lot set. There is no scene. In Gotham City, where there isn't trash just all over the streets, just permanently embedded in the concrete, basically. Yeah. And especially the scene where he goes to the alley where to drop the roses where his parents died. And I'm speaking of Bruce Wayne, of course. And uh, I'm just thinking, like, dude, someone probably just pissed on that like yeah. a minute ago. <laughs> there was a weird looking puddle near him, and yeah. it wasn't a rainy day in the scene. It's so. like, maybe we forget. We just forget. It's like, you must really be compelled to visit that spot that spot to walk through you know that garbage in the street you think he'd be a reasonable man and put the roses on their graves some you would think that they would have probably <laughs> a tomb somewhere in a big fancy no. cemetery that does not get does not get pissed on <laughs> um, i don't know it is gotham city well and it's yeah. built over itself that that graveyard is probably under a starbucks yeah, or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that starbucks is owned by the mob and yep. you, you can't even be safe in there. It's a money laundering style Starbucks. Yeah. Well, speaking of the city, though, beautiful matte paintings and miniatures in this. Mm-hmm. There's there's a, a beautiful shot with the balloon where they actually, it doesn't really zoom out, but it, it looks like they made a smaller version of the gas balloon in the miniature to make it look even bigger, even mm. though they have the actual balloon in front of the actors and it's not all that big. Yeah. But it's just kind of a neat thing. It's very kind of Ghostbusters as it's coming around the... Or uh, that goes. What am I thinking of? Not Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, the new Ghostbusters. That's that dumb oh. piece of crap. I thought of Ghostbusters when uh, Joker makes Vicky Vale walk up a hundred flights of stairs. Yeah. And I was just thinking of when they, dun, you know, they have this big dun. heroic scene where they're charging through the lobby of Dana's building, and then all of a sudden they're just at. Fl- what oh, are we on? We're, oh, well. Thirty-three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, what is she on? Thirty-three. Yeah. <laughs> and you know they're just charging up with these proton packs, and so yeah, it's like. Batman, they they walk up these stairs in a matter of minutes for this 
the bell tower scene. When, and, and with the scenes too, we, we saw, we both kind of ended up seeing um, similarities between Dark Knight and this, this Batman movie, especially with the Joker in the open street. Everyone's cleared out and he's sitting there letting Batman shoot at him, basically. Yeah. To prove that he's not afraid of Batman. And I kind of like this one better than Dark Knight. I, I well, like I like to me Joker acting. In Dark Knight, Joker has already had his discussion with Batman where like you can't kill me because you have your moral code. I'm either gonna hold you to that or make you break it. Yeah. You know, which will break you, apparently. It's that whole thing, Joker so wins no matter what. When Batman is charging at him on the bat cycle and shooting his machine guns and all he knows he's purposely missing because he can't he's just getting his anger out. Yeah. You know, but with this one, it's like he just stands there. He doesn't know he's being targeted, and you see from Batman's point of view when it's target, like he's got the red dot on his face. He's got two Stinger missiles and fucking fifty caliber machine guns, and they just miss. And they're like, to me, there's no reason for Joker to expect that he would miss and stand there for no, you know, like unless he just is so crazy he's got a death wish anyway. He doesn't care. Well, I think that's the point uh, because of the, it's that whole it's that whole idea that no matter what happens the Joker wins. Yeah. They didn't really play it up in this movie. They really did in Dark Knight cuz if Batman snaps and kills Joker, Joker wins cuz that's what he wanted. But it's, again, they don't know that ba- that Batman I think if Batman had killed Joker on the float the city would be like, "Oh, Batman saved a, us." Yeah, or he, would they be like, "Wow, that guy, this guy kills people." Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> to kill people away from the public eye. Right. But I, but I like that Joker for the for the fact. I love that similarity. I, I don't know if they did that purposely in Dark Knight. Tried to kind of bring that that idea back. But I love that there was that whether yeah. it's intentional or not, there was that similarity. We had this Joker basically facing it facing down Batman, being like, "I'm not really scared of you, buddy." And that's just a beautiful thing for the well, Joker character. Yeah, and Dark Knight's kind of like he has nothing to lose. You know, he's just there. Well, yeah, he even says in the movie, he's like, I'm, a jo- I'm like a dog chasing cars. I have no idea what I would do if I yeah. actually caught one. Yeah. And it's it's that same idea. And, and I actually love that scene where, like, he Batman just made him crash that big old truck. And he 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 straight up, like, falls over and fires a machine gun because he's yeah. all fucked up. Yeah. And he gets back up and he's just, like, shooting at Batman. He's like, come on! You know, and... Well, it's even when he gets Batman on the ground and his henchman tries first to get the mask off and he's electrocuted. He starts beating up and spitting on the henchman like, yeah. ah, fuck you, you know, you know, you know. And, and they then, and they do that with this one too. The Bob gun, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And, and that Joker, uh, I know I keep talking about the Joker, but he really is my favorite Joker because he, I don't, I, I think Jack Nicholson plays crazy really well. I mean, The Shining proved that, but he to put that basically that shining esque just crazy and put it in the joker mm. just works yeah and there's been other people who have played the joker and done great i mean if well, we've talked about mark mark hamill oh yeah you know took invented the, character. the joker we all do now yeah um yeah because before jack nicholson the only other joker was basically caesar romero who was just a dude in makeup yeah and a smile but it, and it was really flamboyant like ha 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 yeah. you know, i'm the joker you know he's a bad guy because the screen is tilted. Yep. <laughs> and, the and again, that's what that's that's <laughs> comics code, Batman. That's if because I, I actually you're gonna laugh at this, but I took a semester in college. It was an experimental class called Comics as Literature, and it's kind of that that vein of it's not comics, it's graphic novels. You know, like and I it. but we studied stuff like you know like Harvey Picar and Raw and Crumb and Mouse. You know, which was a very sobering commentary on on the Holocaust. 
<laughs> um, but like all you know, t- studying Batman, this is where I learned about you know the original idea for Batman was this very gruesome psychopath who just if you're bad, I'm going to kill you type of guy, vigilante, and you know, bringing it back to that you know comics code happened in the '60s where it's like it was the same thing. With, it was the same reefer madness type thing where it's like children are being uh, it's a oh, bad yeah. influence. These 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 things they're looking at. It's it's we gotta save the children. So Comics Code Batman was like, hey kids, we got the Bat family. There's Batman, Batwoman, Batgirl, Robin, and even a Bat Alien guy. Like, remember the the little dude from uh, like Flintstones would show up. It was kind of like that, but in a bat suit. Yeah. It was like, remember to drink your milk and go to school and be like Bruce Wayne and, and be also smart. Bat dog. And Bat Dog, and I'm sure there was Crypto, the Super Dog too, for Superman. Yep, there and it's was. like Superman was already like that. Superman was already altruism and and sugar and, and sweet. And, yeah, well, yeah. And, but Batman was... to, to do that to Batman to make his tights purple instead of dark, and to make him Adam West Batman. Well, they've where, turned him to blue and gray instead yeah. of the, the jet black. Yeah, and, and the gray black. And that's where the only kind of vestiges in in the Tim Burton movie of the comic book Batman is he's got the black rubber suit, still has the big yellow bat. And the big yellow, uh, you know, bat Buckle. on the chest, and the big yellow utility belt, and then it's like, oh, it's still kind of the comic book. Because if you look at like Batfleck and uh, <laughs> hey, it's all dark. Christian dark Bale, he black. has like a utility belt, but it's very blended in. He has the bat logo, but it's black on black. You know, yeah. Well, I, I I think the yellow and black Batman thing is something I always loved. Is because it, it just accented the character. I think I know it came from the comics code thing, but it it really because of a neat thing. You, know, it was almost. It was almost like a mental thing, like a light in the darkness kind of thing, as yeah. they were going with the new direction of who Batman was, you know, his moral code and everything like that. But he was, you know, he's, I mean, I always, I that big yellow black, I mean, you even look at the cover of the DVD and you see that big yellow shiny yeah. logo and you're just, well, you're Batman! And that was, I don't know, because you might be too young, but I was nine years old. That was, the poster was just that logo. Oh, yeah. And a date. Like, yeah. we're coming in winter, you know. I actually want that poster to go alongside the Batman Returns there, there, yeah. one there, because it, yeah, it really is. Like that's all you needed. Yeah, it's like Batman. Yeah, it's that's like, all you ooh. needed was Batman. Although the symbol on his chest looks drastically different from the one on the poster. Mm. I won't get into that. Batman's wings had little tails on them. Yeah, <laughs> minor difference, but bugs. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they probably did that because when you want when you put it, you know, when they put it on the skyline when it was for the poster, you wanted it to look edgy. You know, edgy and dark. So yeah. you gotta sharpen up those wings a little yeah. bit. <laughs> that's just my idea. Well, and that's also a great the great opening sequence where the camera is traveling through the bat logo. You don't know what it is yet. Like, well, we're in this cave that has very sculpted walls, and then it just pulls out. It's like, oh, dun, 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 Batman. You know, it's really cool. And then, and then the dun, 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 dun. Speaking of that, they use that score for dun, Batman dun, dun, the Animated dun, Series. Dun, yeah, Danny Elfman, trumpet chorus. And then yeah, what's the guy's name? Uh, Kevin Conroy. As good as Mark Hamill was at the Joker, Kevin Conroy did that bad, you know, the dark brooding. Bad oh yeah, voice. there's actually apparently uh, uh, Conroy and and Mark Hamill are still pretty good friends. Good because of because of that. In fact, there was the uh, they came out with that. Uh, I think it was the twenty. Was it the twentieth well, anniversary or thirtieth anniversary? That's clock good set? because they could probably the way Hollywood works is you just go and record your lines. They don't care about if you're friends with your co-stars. They probably never even met each other until maybe like four years into that show. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> you know. know? 90, so it's a 90s, good chance. Nineties, they might have been in the same studio, maybe not yeah. in the same room, but they might have been like like 
glass panel. No, they wouldn't do recording booth recording. No, booth. they wouldn't do it. They don't do that like that. They would just record their lines separately. Yeah. But anyway. But well, they, but they are. So they Mark Hamill randomly sent something out when this like anniversary box set came out. And it was mm-hmm. this huge deal because I I still want it too because it's the entire series. And um, Mark Hamill sent this thing. He's like, he's like, hey, I never would have been the Joker without my Batman. You know, mm. you're like, you are still like my co-star. Oh, and cool. it's it's cool to see that respect from from Mark Hamill still years later, loving having been the Joker with that Batman. I think Mark Hamill just not, not to get off topic here, but you know, we've discussed him in relation to Star Wars and how he was done with Star Wars after Return of the Jedi and wanted to get back into some real acting and it kept. It's like. Uh, Michael Corleone and the mob. I keep trying to get out. They keep pulling me back into this sci-fi shit with the Giver and Slipstream. And, and oh, you know, he finally, like, that was his own, you know, he, he could work, and but not be, oh, look, Skywalker, you know, like. Yeah, he was just a credit. The only yeah. thing that made him Mark Hamill was the credit. Yeah. Other than that, he was the Joker. Yeah. And, but I think finally now that he's back in Star Wars and he's on Twitter, like, every day, I feel like he's finally acclimated to fame and he enjoys being famous and enjoys be- people after him for autographs and retweets and I don't know if he enjoys like it or maybe he's just done trying to fight it. Like it, it's that it's that he's just thing. acquiesced, yeah, like accepted just, it. He's just like, you know what? He's like, fine, I'm fucking Mark Hamill, yeah. Jesus. Because, All, I mean, also, cha-ching, because coming back to Star Wars with, you know, I think oh, yeah. even his, just, his blip of a cameo in Force Awakens was like, Okay, we're gonna take care of you, Mark. You're not gonna have to worry about money again. We're Disney. We're yeah. the money people. <laughs> they had they rubbed some pennies together in front of him, and do, do you see what we did with Marvel? Like what we did with Marvel. Now we're gonna do that with Star Wars. <laughs> it's like, Except we're gonna try to keep the Marvel ones good, and Star Wars, <laughs> we're just gonna kind of put them out. Star Wars is <laughs> gonna poop them out every year. Let's. Oh. Yeah. We we've we tried to stop talk about Star Wars in the Star Wars episode, and it didn't work. It's hard to talk about it. Well, they, you know, it's weird how. With Force Awakens, it was two years before the actual, it was like literally winter of 2015 or 2013-14. We're like, it's the teaser trailer when where Finn pops up and you're like, oh my God, Black Stormtrooper on a desert planet. What's going to happen? You know, and that was two years before. And now it's like, okay, we get it. They released the teaser trailer for nine, episode nine, like two weeks ago. And the movie comes out this December. And it's like, okay, we get it. You're sick and tired of Star Wars, but we still have to finish this trilogy. Yeah. They've committed. <laughs> We've got to just get, let's just get, and it's like, C-3PO, here we go again. You know, let's just get this over. Let's just get this over with. And they even say the end of the saga. It's like, finally, like at the end of Back to the Future 3, like finally it says the end, <laughs> you know? But all three of the Back to the Futures were good. Except for, <laughs> except for the Mandalorian that's going to come out now. But oh, are they, did they go through with it? I thought they canceled the Mandalorian. I think they're doing it. I think they're going uh, through with it again. Well, anyway, I mean, it has chances of being good. But, but like you think about that, in ba- there's no Batman Land at Disney at Disney World. No, there's no Batman. There's no. Hey, do you want to walk through Gotham City and you know experience? There's none of that. No, because you're gonna get hit on by prostitutes and then shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can't get, get robbed. Ta- you can't, can't a find anywhere. a taxi and, and even in Disney <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> That's like the point. They hire people in little taxi cabs to be dicks and just drive away. <laughs> All of a sudden, Benny the Cab from Roger Rabbit shows up. <laughs> Disney crossover. Right? You're going to get in or not? <laughs> then you get to see an upskirt from Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. If no one knows this, if you get Roger Rabbit on VHS, 
I have it. Go 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 slow, tick by tick. There is an upskirt they put in there. It's well, it's all yeah. just red bush, but and I'm sure I tried. I'm sure I saw it in the theater. I did see it in the theater because I was eight years old, and I was like, oh my god, it's cartoons and people at the same time. Let's go see this and Daffy Duck and Donald Duck in the same scene, I, and Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse in the same scene. Oh my god, yeah, clickbait. And but it was a, it was actually a really good noir crime movie Roger, yeah it, Roger it, Rabbit. they did a good job the bob mixing, hoskins stuff was really good yeah you know they, they did a good job mixing noir and funny it actually worked out there's a there's a ripoff movie called the cool world oh i'm yeah hollywood if she brad could. pitt yeah. brad freaking pitt and the entirety of that the the whole plot line of that is way less goofy they tried to make it darker and it doesn't work like the guy whole fucks up the whole universe because he has sex with a cartoon character yeah i don't yeah know why it led to and that. And then Hollywood but, wants to be human or something. That's the plot. She'll do anything to be human. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, she, she wants to be human and, and yeah. And then Brad Pitt turns into a Pit boy style cartoon at the end or vault boy style. cartoon yeah. at the end. That's vault boy there. In case you didn't know. Well, it's very retro looking. Yeah. But that, that's a tangent on a tangent. <laughs> well, that's also, you know, cool world came out in the early nineties when Burton was setting the tone for kind of, Dark Noir, fun. yeah. Same yeah. thing with like Darkman and, you know, I want to say. Oh, man, how good is Darkman? Yeah, right? Freaking Liam Neeson. <laughs> See the dancing freak. Only five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. I, I think I just love dark superheroes. Yeah. And dark, Darkman's kind of cool because he's almost like if Joker and Batman crossed over because he gets driven insane from the pain, but that's his superpower is all the adrenaline he has from the pain. Yeah. And he's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Maybe we'll talk about Darkman sometime. Let's do it. I, I, I do love Darkman. He's <laughs> like a reason. <laughs> We're uh, That's, uh, that was, <laughs> reminds me who described the character of Qui-Gon Jinn. He is Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Star Wars again. Back to Star Wars again. But that's Batman. Normally we can't escape um, Star Trek. I personally Trek, love it. Time we can't escape. Batman, Star Trek yeah, crossover. Yeah, that was They've done it with Batman and X-Men. Why not? Or X-Men and Star Trek. Why not uh, Batman and Star... You know, Bruce Wayne gets transported to the future or they the crew of the Enterprise comes back in time to... Because he's essential to... Yeah. And like, wait a minute, never, there's no record of Gotham City in the history books. We're in an alternate timeline or an alternate parallel mirror universe. If that happened, Batman would come back with the real cool toys. Oh, you want to shoot at me? I'll just transport you into space. We've got phasers now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just vaporizes everyone. Hey, Joker, I'm going to teach you a new term. It's called red shirts. See all <laughs> you guys? They're red shirts. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. No matter where I shoot, I'm going to hit one of them. 